Welcome to our first edition of Pretty Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every other week, I sit down with a stunning beauty expert to talk all things hair care, skin care, self-care, and beyond. Before being cast on Queer Eye, I was in the salon every day. I love salon life. I love salon chat. I love the energy and culture of a salon. And I deeply miss that time. And since being on Queer Eye, it's not like I don't do hair. I do hair all the time. I do it on my friends. I do it on my family. I do it on our heroes. I've founded a hair care line since then. But honey, I miss that connection. I miss that beauty talk. And that is part of why we're launching Pretty Curious. Because in the podcast space, I've never really had a dedicated place to talk about beauty. And I think in over like 300 episodes of Getting Curious, maybe like four or five were about beauty. So honey, we're changing that today with the launch of Pretty Curious. For the first segment of every show, I'll be dropping some product recommendations and reviews for the things I'm loving right now. So it'll be like hair care, body care, skin care, makeup that I'm loving that I'm using. We'll chat that up. Then we're going to get to speak with a guest expert who will share their beauty journey. It could be a hairdresser. It could be a makeup artist, a brand founder, a beauty expert, a cosmetic chemist. And then along the way, we're going to get to answer listener questions, give beauty tips, and have an all-around stunning time. So always getting a bad haircut, don't know how to break up with a hairdresser, having a hard time with your eyeshadow, your eyeliner, whatever it is. Call in with your questions and we're going to give you all the answers. For our premiere episode, we're inviting back one of my very favorite Getting Curious guests, David E. They're the co-founder of Good Light, a gender-inclusive beauty brand. What they're doing in the beauty world is so incredible, so necessary. Their formulas are next level, but I also just love their view on beauty. I'm so honored to have them. I'm pretty curious to talk beauty trends and tips, their beauty journey, and why beauty is for everyone. Now, If you want to head right to the convo with David, check out the episode description for the time code and you can just skip right forward to that moment. Otherwise, let's get in to our beauty things of the week. Before we get to David's interview, I want to spend a little bit more time with you, with my inner Blanche self from the Golden Girls. But no, I'm going to stop doing that because it's too much for our very first episode of Pretty Curious. I had to give the energy, you know, we'll, we'll make it work how we do. Okay, so first up... It's body care. What I slathered all over my 36-year-old dehydrated non-binary body today when I got out of the shower was none other than Summer Fridays. You guys, I met the founders of Summer Fridays in Las Vegas a few weeks ago when I was doing um, this like founders panel. I also got to talk to Michelle Pfeiffer, not to name drop, but you know, she was a guest on Getting Curious. And so, you know, it's not my fault. So I got to meet the founders of Summer Fridays, Lauren and Mariana. They are incredible, badass business women, honey. I also got to do that panel with Danessa Myricks, who is an incredible makeup, just icon, beauty brand founder, but she really put like Benefit Cosmetics on the map. She's, she's been such an influential person. So if you haven't heard of Danessa Myricks, hear of her now. And actually she is going to be my makeup pick of the week, spoiler alert. But Summer Fridays, they're very known for their jet lag mask. That's what I used first. I was like, what rock have I been living under? I am one of those people that like when I get into like one brand, I really like that brand and it's like all I want to use. Um, and Summer Fridays, it's like my people are in, but I love other brands too, obviously. But uh, I was at Sephora last week. I wanted to try this out. This is their Summer Silk Nourishing Body Lotion. It's giving scent-wise. It kind of reminds me of like this like Bath and Body Works, like coconut 
scent, but I love that scent. It's clean. It's nice. It's it's kind of coconut vanilla vibes, but I am loving what it's doing to my skin. I am like a major body moisturizer queen. Like I like a good body moisturizer. This one's incredible. Whatever the price is, she's worth it. I love it. I stand by it. My knees are hydrated. My elbows feel better. Everything feels better. I like also too like random tip. I like to put on my moisturizer on my body out of the shower when you're like a little bit damp. I feel like you don't have to use it. Obviously, it's going to dilute the formula a little bit because you're mixing it with water. But I find that it just like absorbs better and lasts longer. So that's that obsessed. Now then, meanwhile, I'm minding my own business in Vegas and I get to meet Danessa. Actually, this is the second time I met Danessa because Danessa and I, not to name drop, we got to speak at Harvard together at the Harvard Business School. Um, But I fell in love with her when I met her then. She gave me this incredible palette. Ah, uh, this is what I have on my eyes today also. I And I don't know if you noticed, if you've been following me for a long time, you probably maybe noticed that I've been just getting way more frisky in the makeup department. I am giving, I'm just giving like all sorts of color. It's all Alok's fault. You can tell them about it. They've been telling me that I needed to express myself more with color. I felt like, cause like I did drag in my late teens, early twenties. Like I've been doing hair since I was 18. I was like, I don't know, girl, I've experimented with it. I've done bold color on my face. I don't need to do it anymore. But then I was like, actually, I do want to. And it's been really fun. And I all the makeup, really, that I've been rocking is I've done myself. I have worked with a few makeup artists who I love, other than my best friend, Patty, who is, like, my typical person, but I love her. But I've really been doing a lot more of my makeup lately just for purposes of, like, ease and fastness. But Patty's incredible. I, mean, I love working with makeup artists, but I, I also love experimenting with myself. But Danessa, she is, like a makeup artist, makeup artist. She's been around for a minute and her success is so deserved. I love her, follow her, but this palette is really cool. It's not giving shimmer as much. It's giving more of a matte quality. I On my inner corner, I put like a little bit of like a metallic. So my inner corner, I have some Pat McGrath, who I hope is going to come on the show uh, someday. And then the outside of my eyeball is Danessa Myers. But both of these artists, I love. I love their palettes. I love their stuff. Now, hair care, not to be... It's my nurture mask, you guys. I'm sorry. Our team really opened a can of whoop-ass on this formula. We were relentless in the pursuit of, like, the perfect mask. It's so good for anyone's hair. If your hair is more dense and you have more hair per square inch, you're going to want to use, you know, more. If your hair is shorter or finer, you're going to use a little less. But the ingredients in this formula, we created this new protein from upcycled orange peels called Keratris that imparts the most incredible shine and strength on your hair. Um, it also has these beautiful amino acids with our hemisqualane. So this formula is just, it's so good. It's so nourishing coming out of summer, but really any time of year. This is just, if your hair is lacking shine, moisture, strength, get into it. Our scent. Ah! Anyway, and other beauty news and hot takes. I... I'm giving you asymmetrical slut strand. I love slut strands. I think one beauty hot take is is that slut strands are always kind of relevant. And I think my other beauty hot take is, I was literally just thinking about this this morning. Trends are always going to come and go, but that doesn't mean that something is like necessarily better or worse. It just is what it is. And so I think, you know, detaching or trying to take away a little bit of the judgment and more try to get into the celebration of beauty and fashion is, I think, a paradigm that we need to, like, shift on anyway. But I think that's another goal of this podcast. And it's certainly the beauty news and hot take of today that, like, I'm going to try to celebrate unless, you know, we're in denial about our toe fungus. And then I'm going to recommend that we go to a dermatologist, okay? Because Lamisil is real and it works. And, you know, so that doesn't mean that we can't hold you close with love. So 
you know, duality. I'm non-binary. I hate this or that stuff. So without further ado, in the words of Kathy Dooley, let's get to our first, like, me throwing to a segment, which has never happened before in the history of this podcast. We're so, actually, it has. Because it happened on Curious Now, uh, last week. But it is, you're right, it's the second time this happened, but it's the first time I'm pretty curious. So yay for us. And without further ado, in the words of Kathy Dooley, let's hear from David E. and our conversation that we had Moments to go. Elton, stop trying to claw out of this room. Everyone, Elton's been in the room with me this whole time. But without further ado, let's get to our conversation with David E., founder of Good Light. David, it's been way too long since I've gotten to virtually see you, see you in real life. I love following you on the gram. I'm loving seeing your work. Good light is everywhere. Can you, in case anyone on Pretty Curious, our inaugural episode has been under a rock and they didn't listen to our episode of Getting Curious or if they don't know who David E. is, can you let them know who David E. is? Sure. Thank you so much. My name is David E. and I am the co-founder of the gender-inclusive beauty brand, Good Light. It is now at Ulta. We are at 900 stores. We'll do the full rollout next year. We're actually Ulta Beauty's first gender-inclusive beauty brand. And I'm also the author of Pretty Boys, which is the first and only history book on men mask-identifying folks and the relationship to beauty, masculinity, femininity. And I've been a journalist all of my career in New York City from my 20s to now, uh, writing about beauty and the intersection of BIPOC and fashion. Yes. So Pretty Curious is, it's our new beauty podcast. I'm so excited because like, I've been a hairdresser since I was a teenager. Getting Curious is kind of like where I went to like learn all about things that like I don't know that much about. And so that kind of left out a lot of beauty things because I love to learn about beauty and talk about beauty. But in my mind, I was like, I already get it. I've been behind the chair doing hair for like, you know, half my life. Like, let me learn about other things. But Pretty Curious is really where I get to come and like delve all up into the beauty business, all into like the beauty world and immerse myself and our listeners back into it. So with Very Good Light, where do we find it? How do people access Very Good Light? Because I want to get like all up in there. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's how we first met JVN was an interview I did with you on Very Good Light before Queer Eye, the first season came out. And I remember this conversation because you're going out of your door, you're in your car, you're like, I have to go to New York right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, this person is literally living their best lives. And that was the first time that we actually talked over the phone. And I think it was like 2017. But Very Good Light is a publication that was aiming to redefine masculinity at the time. We launched in 2016. This was after I, you know, worked in New York City as a journalist for 10 years. And I remember my last job was at Mashable. It was where I launched Fashion and Beauty, these two verticals. And one story that really inspired me was on 11 trans teens coming out for the first time uh, to the world. This was 2014. We weren't really having conversations around young trans people. And it was styled by my friend, Nicola Formichetti, who we know as Lady Gaga stylist. And when it came out, it was so transformative. It was a moment for me because I learned so much about the young trans community. I was so empowered by that. And it went viral. I got my first GLAD nomination, first two Webby nominations, but more so I thought, hmm, what if I could do this full time? What if I could merge together my passions, what I enjoy doing, and always writing about disenfranchised communities and communities that are 
virtually invisible to the public. And so I launched Very Good Light in 2016, just kind of as a hobby. But it wasn't a hobby because I was in the New York Times style section front and center. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of pressure. This is announcing to the world that a new publication, a new voice has arrived. And I knew from the beginning that I really wanted to challenge these beauty norms. I knew that beauty was always political. Beauty always pushed culture forward. And I needed to discuss masculinity, femininity, and beauty and inclusion on this website. And so we launched in 2016. We created a community. And then Good Light came out from Very Good Light in 2021. Yes, Good Light. Okay, which leads me perfectly into where we're going now. Good Light, what's your experience been as founding Good Light? And being an Ulta across 900 stores, full store rollout coming, that is no small feat. That is an incredible achievement. That is so much work. I like hats off to you, David. Like, so tell us about Good Light. And I think also as a follow-up to Good Light, what's your personal approach um, and philosophy to beauty? I think that's another thing I really want to get into in Pretty Curious is everybody's like unique approach to beauty because we all have one. I think that with Good Light, it is kind of this, I would say, a love letter to my younger self. I think growing up in Colorado Springs, Colorado, as the lone Asian American kid who never saw themselves in pop culture or in books or in in music, I felt so alone. And in so many ways, I felt so ugly because I was told to go back to my country when I was born here. I was so confused. And I think that I never felt beautiful. I never felt considered. And I always felt invisible. And that's why I started a an advocacy group at my high school called the International Diversity Council. And I was so bold. I remember kind of tricking everyone to come to my high school musical, this high school talent show. And it was a way for me to speak on stage my truth. And so at 15 years old, and I have footage of this, video footage, I'm bold and I'm on stage and I'm saying the only way forward is collectively to understand each other's stories and to honor each other's stories. That's how we're going to push through as a culture. And that's why I became a storyteller. That's why I became a reluctant advocate and activist because I didn't see that person next to me. And I felt like I had to become what I didn't see. And so all of my years of doing this, you know, it didn't just happen just yesterday. This is my vehicle for change. This is my way of activating, of changing culture, and also honoring my younger self and saying that you are beautiful. You do have good light. If beauty is in the eye of the beholder, you are that beholder. And I never want anyone to feel as if they don't belong, that they don't have agency, that they aren't powerful because they hold that power. And so good light, when you see it on the top shelves at Ulta, and it says beauty beyond the binary. You understand that you're not so alone, even if you're in a small town. Perhaps your church doesn't accept you, your school doesn't accept you, your parents don't accept you, but you go to a beauty counter to feel beautiful. You befriend folks who are associates who are there to make you feel uplifted. And when you see these products, I really do hope that you know that there's an army of people who have your back, who have been there in, in the situation that you are now, and that you are undeniable. And that's what Good Light is all about. We are, yes, a vegan, cruelty-free, sustainably packaged brand made from South Korea, my parents' homeland. But more so, I hope that we can honor folks and their lived-in experience. And I hope that no one ever feels like a younger David felt, feeling invisible, 
instead that they're celebrated for their good light, that they're walking into their light, that they have the audacity to celebrate themselves. And that's what this brand is all about. Honey. Okay, also, such a good name. Good light. It, like, means so much. It's so catchy. It's fucking fabulous. I'm absolutely obsessed. Now, here's the thing. I really resonate with all of that and not to sound like a dumb, shallow twat because sustainability, important to me. Inclusivity, absolutely. Being the change that you want to be, yes. And also, I feel like when I was behind the chair in the salon, it's like sustainability was always really important to me. Feeling seen, feeling like my clients could like get what they needed, you know, out of their, like feel feeling good about the process in all of the ways is important, but also like the formula needed to work. And when I look at your fucking skin, honey, I want what you're using, honey. That skin is giving balanced, radiant, flawless gorgeousness. And yes, we can be accepted if someone isn't accepting us, but it's easier to get accepted when you're giving hot slut energy, honey. And that skin is giving fucking balanced gorgeousness. So if you don't know about David E's line, good light yet, where do people need to start? What is your guys' hero product? Like for JVN hair, it's air dry cream. The folks be getting in like Black Friday day after Thanksgiving sales for that because it's been sold out. So people like throw elbows over like a full size tube of that now. We never support violence. Like don't just, you know, be kind. We are restocking. It's going to be fine. But what's, or is yours like so many hero products that you can't even name one? Because I hate it when people, it's hard for me to even ask that. It's like, I love all my babies, but where do people need to start when they're getting into good light? I mean, we all know that parents have their favorite child, even though they don't admit it. I don't have a favorite child. Um, actually, that's a lie. I do at different moments of the year. Our hero product is definitely our Moon Glow Milky Toning Lotion. This is a milky, delicious, all-in-one product that not only hydrates your skin, it's creamy from the oak kernel extract. It has hyaluronic acid. It has niacinamide. It has everything under the sun, and it is $22. We won nine awards for this. You can drench your pores with this. This is how I get my glowy skin. Fuck yeah. And also it sloughs your skin of any of, you know, any dead skin cells with natural extracts. Is there AHAs in there? Natural AHAs. Natural AHAs. From what? Is it is it from a raspberry? Is it from a pineapple? What? How, what's the natural AHA? Tell me. I need it right now. It's a mixture between apple from cactus. Oh my God. It also, it has pear and it has natural extract. It's less than 1%, so it's great for sensitive skin. You can use it twice a day. You can use it every day, and you'll get that glow because it's sloughing all of the dead skin cells off of your skin. That description of that formula was... It was it was making me feel <laughs> sexual. It was making me feel plump, gorgeous, <laughs> stunning, everything to me. I really... I, yes. I, okay, actually, I have a question. Can you, as a skincare expert... Can you tell us, in Good Light's mythology and just like your opinion, what's the order in which our skincare should be applied? Sure. According to you and Good Light, tell us everything right now, please. So I subscribe to this idea of Korean skincare where it's the lightest to thickest. So after you do your oil cleanse and then your water cleanse, then you'll go into a toner which will balance the pH of your skin because water is so alkalized. And then after that, it's your serums or your ampules or your treatments. And then you seal it shut. The last step is a moisturizer or in the daytime, your sunscreen. What about face oil? Would you do that after moisturizer or before moisturizer? 
I would do that before a moisturizer so that the moisturizer could then lock it in. Damn. Okay, I've literally, that's, my, this is like when my head almost burst because everyone's told me different things. It's fine. <laughs> but also I feel like the formulas matter too. Like maybe some lines it's better to do oil after. So what if the company tells you that it should be like serum cream oil? I think that that works too, because sometimes your moisturizer is really light, especially in the summer times. So if your oil is actually a lot more thick than your moisturizer, go with the oil last. Mm, so it is, it does depend on the formula. Yes, it depends on the formula, the consistency, the thickness, because the thickest product is going to be the one that remains. And you don't want it to kind of overpower or overshadow the other thinner formulas. Oh my God, obsessed. Okay, so what's your personal approach to like, to beauty? And obviously that's a really wide question. And you know how sometimes when we ask those questions, it's like, it's like beauty is as much as an inside job and the outside and like beauty can be community and like, and yes, it can, but I'm more wanting just like hot, slut, aesthetic beauty. What's your approach to that? Like when it comes to skincare, makeup, hair care, what's your vibes? Who's your inspos? What's your day-to-day Well, Jonathan, I'm going to take this from you. You said slutty skin. I am in this bad boy era for the summer. I want slutty skin. Give me the do. Give me the bounce. Give me the flounce. Give me the pounce. Give me all the ounces of beauty, sensuality, and also subtle sexuality when it comes to skincare. Why can't skincare be sexy? And I think that we need to bring that back. Like you're saying, the Moon Glow Milky Toning Lotion. I mean, yes, douse me in all the milks. But for me, on my day-to-day, I want that bouncy, healthy, sexy skin. I want to look like I am really a, a porcelain kind of cup that I see in my mom's cabinet. <sighs> like for me, I want to look like a bouncy Korean K-drama star. Like that's what I want to look like. I want to look natural. I don't want to take on too much makeup on my day to day. I just want to show skin for skin. I mean, when I was younger, I was really kind of self-conscious of my freckles. I have natural freckles. And my mom's always like, why did you get that from me? The sunspots are so unattractive. Now I love showing it off. So I don't like taking on too much foundation. I'm like, I love my skin for what it is. I'm embracing my freckles. And so I just want natural, healthy, dewy, sexy, sensual, bouncy skin. Ah. (laughs) Okay, so tell me, David, when you, like, let's say you don't really have to be on camera, you're not doing press for good light, you're not, like, posting stuff. What's, like, your typical skincare for, like, an off-camera day versus, like, what would your skincare be for either, like, an important kind of nighttime event or, like, if you were really trying to, like, give date vibes... And well, also, would the base of it be the same regardless? Like, wouldn't your skincare prep be relatively the same? You might like throw on like an eye patch or something to really drive it in, but go from the top. Absolutely. You hit it on the nail. I think for me, I go through my good light products and people are surprised. They're like, you actually use your products. I'm like, yes, I only use my products because they, they're the best for my skin. We created formulations for sensitive skin types and my skin is very sensitive. And so I'll go and cleanse my skin with our cosmic dew water cleanser, go in with our milky toning lotion or serums, and then lock it in with our moisturizer, but always sunscreen. I love sunscreen. I'm a sunscreen screen skink. And for me, I mean, I really love Elta MD's UV Clear 46. It is something that has niacinamide, gives you that sheen. How do you spell that? Elta MD. 
E-L-T-A-M-D. Writing that down, honey. Getting it yesterday. L to M-D, honey. It's a UV clear 46. 46, 46. I'm, I'm literally I'm getting it yesterday. Okay, UV clear. Oh my God, this podcast is so good. What about nighttime? Like, what about that? Yes, I love my nighttime makeup because then you can feel a little sexier. If you're going on a date or to an event, I'll use like an Ilia skin tint. I still love to be bouncy and dewy. I'll use like a Charlotte Tilbury eyeshadow palette on my eyes, accentuating my monolids. I'll do a little bit of contouring. Right now, I love Rare Beauty's contour stick because it really just feels really natural and it's not too thick, uh, not too chalky. And then, you know, I'll just do a slight lip tint, but nothing over the top. Like for me, it's all about the eyes. Sometimes I'll smoke it out. I'll put a little eyeliner. I like Chanel's eyeliner. And then I will put a little bit of highlighter. I like M Cosmetics by Michelle Phan. She has this aluminizing gold eyeshadow palette that I'll put on my cheekbones and it'll just radiate this natural heat. And I always kind of want to look like I'm slightly melting, I'm slightly sweating. Um, and it gives that allure that you are healthy and you're, you're glowing throughout the year. What's this like gorgeous, like a luminosity, like right here? Like this, is, do you have like some highlighter right here, like on your gorgeous cheek? Or is that just, what's this, honey? Because this is, the quality of the skin is just really, is that the Milky Toner? It's the Milky Toning Lotion. And I'm not wearing any makeup today. Um, it's my daytime look. And it's just the Milky Toning Lotion. I'm using our Order of the Eclipse Hyaluronic Cream. And then I put a little sunscreen. I feel like the sunscreen just gives you that dew. So let's say it's like mm, four in the afternoon. You're going out for like cocktails and the sun setting, but you're like going out after that. Would you reapply sunscreen if you like took a shower and you were going out and it was like four? You know, it's like, so you're going out at like four o'clock. You're putting it on again. Oh, absolutely. I also always carry around a Shiseido sunstick in mm. my bag. And so I'm reapplying it and you can reapply it over makeup or a skin tint or BB cream and it'll just go on invisibly. And I'll do that throughout the day. Okay, David, I've been looking for something to put on that I can use over like when I'm wearing makeup. So you're vibing Shiseido stick. Yes, the stick is so amazing and a bestseller. Everyone's obsessed with it. Please get it. Shiseido stick. Wrote that down. Obsessed. Oh, okay. I'm going to go into this next question and then I make, mm, no, I'm going to go back. I have to stay with hair because you got some good ass hair. What's your hair vibe? My FYP page is full of these gorgeous Korean hairdressers that do the most interesting like root perms, loose wave perms, like really cool hair, like really cool hair. What's your hair vibe? Like, what do you like? What's your approach to hair? Are you like embracing natural? Are we round brushing? Are we air drying? What's your deal with hair? Ooh, well, for my hair, it's naturally a little wavy. It's thick. It's Korean hair. And for me, my approach to hair is I love to go to my Korean hairdressers in LA. I mean, sorry to say they're just better out in LA than New York when it comes to Korean hairdressers. I think it's because they're closer to the homeland. So they know the trends from Seoul, but I will get a perm or a down perm. So 
a perm is wavy, right? And, and, and I like to do a perm because it makes it easier. You can just air dry it and you'll have like voluminous hair. Can I guess what a down perm is, David, really quick? Can I guess and then yes, you yes, tell me if it's right? Yes. Based off of my FYP pages that I was talking about, because I'm really like just my Instagram and TikTok knows that I love Korean hair stylists because like it just is always showing me. Is a down perm when you put the perm on your sides and then press it down so that it like doesn't stick out? It like lays it down on the sides to take away unwanted volume, like for short hair on the sides. Are you like a hairdresser or something? Because that's completely yes. right. So Korean Asian hair, East Asian hair sticks out, right? So yes. when it grows out, it sticks out. And so you just want to like gel it down. You want to blow dry yes. it down. But this way, the down perm, it'll just perm down everything so that you don't have that happening. And sometimes you'll down perm the sides too so that it, you know, just really goes down. Yes. You don't have anything, you know, flying out. And I really like this style right now. I feel like it's trending just to have a down perm instead of wavy locks and wavy perm. And it's something that makes it super easy. I don't do anything. I just get out of the shower. I maybe put a little leave-in conditioner and then let the air just dry it by itself. Yes. Okay, also not to promote my stuff, but our instant recovery serum in the little jar, it doesn't have any hold in it, but that would be really happy for you. Yes. When you're perming the hair, it, like, it messes with like the hydrogen bonds, which doesn't... It, does, it can just compromise the integrity of the hair just like a little bit but that's okay and so but then the instant recovery serum will like put that kind of strength back but it keeps the like shape of the perm it won't like revert a perm or anything like that but it will give like that vitality and more of like that like virgin feel but with post perm you know so it gives you the benefits of the down perm the benefits of the volume but it just gives you like it just like smooths it a little bit Excuse me? Where nice. have I been? I need this like yesterday. I'm I'll send order it to this. you. No, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you yesterday. Give me your address. I'll send it to you yesterday. What I love is the JVN's complete nourishing hair oil shine drops too. <sighs> yeah. Sometimes when I feel frizzy and dry and crispy, I will put that in and I'll just brush it out. And it has this natural, gorgeous, gorgeous sheen. I love our nourishing shine drops. So Obviously, there is so much that goes on the behind the scenes that so many folks don't really know about. Tell me about your Good Light team. And also, I'm curious about what are all the various verticals that you're in? I'm guessing like marketing, development, operations, social. Like, what are all the teams that we're coordinating at Good Light? I think that when folks think about Good Light, they think we're a bigger team than we are. We're a team of four. Jonathan, we're a team of four. That means that we have myself, my co-founder, Michael Engert, who came over from Supergoop. We have Ellie, who is the head of our direct-to-consumer channels and head of marketing. And then we have Alicia, who is our retail director. And so it's four of us. We're all doing socials together. We are developing products together. We're doing the most. I mean, we just had a Netflix partnership with Heartstopper Season 2. So that was the biggest initiative that we had as a small brand. And it was a huge, huge deal. And Netflix didn't know we were a small four-person team. <laughs> they didn't know that we're literally a micro team, but we hit all of our deadlines. We literally over-delivered. We truly hit all of our goals. And, and I'm really proud of our team because I couldn't do this by myself. I could not be able to, to create any content without my team, to create newness without my team. I would be nowhere without our team. And I I owe everything to this small but mighty, mighty team. And, and it's just so humbling to be able to work with them every day. That all resonated with me so much. I 
A brand is only as strong as its team. So teams are just so important. Yay for that. Go them. Go you. I love that fucking story. Also, is there anything that you can share? Is there any like, is there anything that, that y'all are working on that you're particularly excited about or is like just about to happen? Or is it all under wrap still? We have three new products. I can't say anything because it's under wraps. Oh, shit. Yes. Let me just say that this year we didn't launch any products intentionally because we really wanted to think about sustainability, uh, not really launching products just for launching sake. We are thoughtful about every single product. And I will say we've been working three years on all of these and I'm super excited, super, super excited. I will send you all of our samples, JBN. I would love your stamp of approval, but I hope people are going to love these as much as I do. Oh my God, I can't wait. Is it is one of them something that takes a long time to get like approval because when you do it, it like takes longer because like the government mm. has to, is it, is that one of maybe the things that it could be? It could be. I definitely know what you're saying. It could be. And it could also not be for all we know. It could not be. Yeah. Yeah. But it could be. <laughs> but, but it really could be. Excited for you and me. Okay. Can you tell us a story of a company setback that turned into a new start? Yes. Uh, where do I start? I would love to hear your battle wound stories too, Jonathan, just because it's just, it's so real. It is so real. A story that I'll always go back to is in 2019, before the elections, where we couldn't have another orange person have another four years. I was like, what am I doing with the limited power I have? We're in the beauty industry. And literally, this is the most powerful, influential industry. Are we just going to try to sell products for product sake? And for me, I think a setback was thinking, I'm an advocate and activist. What can I do at this time? And so what we did is we launched a fictitious beauty brand called Biden Beauty. It was a beauty brand that had Biden's face on it. We were selling Democratic blue sponges. It was completely anonymous. And all of the sales were going to the DNC. And that to me was the first time we found virality. It was the first time that I felt so good about doing something for our collective future. And it was the beginning stages of good light because we were able to do something nimbly and something so big and with a small team. So I think that was a big, uh, big venture that we tried and, and we sold out within, you know, three days. And it's something that I'll always remember because it was the building blocks to what we're doing. Ah, I love that. That's so cool. And I love that you were like fearlessly going into like a lot of companies. It's so scary for them to be political. And I love that you're like, this is part of who I am. And I'm like going for it. And it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that in today's day and age, it is so, I, I understand, it's really scary to be political. It's scary to have your real opinions. But for me, I feel like this is my life's work. And if I'm not going to be 100% authentic to who I am and what I believe in, then what's the point? What is the point? And for me, I'll always be steadfast in that vision of creating more inclusion, even if it pisses some people off. You know, I think you just have to have a backbone and stand true and firm in what you believe in. Okay, love that. <laughs> Voicemail question. Jonathan! My question is about facial dry skin. 
skin. I get, like, oily skin in most spots on my face, but it's like on my chin there's always, like, some gnarly dry skin. And I'm wondering if you have any advice or a product on how to help that. I'm a non-binary person, and so, like, my facial hair is kind of growing out. So I'm wondering if does that have to do with it as well? Is there care I should do for that? Anyway, sending love. You're amazing. Bye. A combination skin. Okay, got it. So, David, this caller is dealing with oily skin on most of their face, but then on their chin, there's, like, really dry skin. What would you recommend? Well, I have combination skin too. And sometimes when you have overly oily skin, you think that it's because you are moisturizing too much or perhaps you are overdoing it when it comes to, you know, putting on facial oils or serums. I would say overly oily skin comes from dehydration and your Mm. skin is overcompensating because it is dry. And it's like, we're dry, we're not getting what we need, so we're gonna produce our natural oils. And so that's why in some places you have overly oily skin. And then what I'm thinking, I'm not a dermatologist here, But as a skin expert, skincare expert, I would say that your chin is dry and that's signaling to me that you need more moisturizer. So I would use a nice gentle exfoliator. I would use toner and essence. I would use a treatment like an oil and then really do moisturize and take care of your skin. Use a humidifier for a week to see what changes hydrate and then you'll see that your skin is going to recalibrate and it's not just going to be oily in all places but it should be really even keeled throughout yes i also wonder is because i have like a bitching case of psoriasis myself um i'm just getting over like such a bad flare-up sometimes when i hear like gnarly dry skin or like if it's patchy sometimes i wonder if like if you ever do David's prescription and then it doesn't get better, like sometimes you like you might need a dermatologist for like to rule out like eczema or psoriasis. Sometimes that can show up as like random, really dry ass skin, but then the rest of the oily skin is like what David was saying. Regardless, like that's definitely like from it's trying to create oil because it could be really dry. We see that with scalps too. Like a lot of times the reason that people scalp and hair get so oily is due to overwashing. And if you're like overly washing your skin, it can make your skin create like too much oil. Like from, you know, it's like that vicious cycle. So David, we talked about morning skincare. We talked about like what our nighttime vibe would be. What's your like getting unready with me routine? It's nighttime. You want to wash the face. We want to get the sunscreen off. Maybe you went out. My nighttime routine is I like to be squeaky clean. So I'll use a Then I Met You cleansing balm and I'll scrub everything away. I'll It's an oil balm. So I'll literally cleanse everything from my sunscreen to my makeup. And then I'll use our Cosmic Dew Water Cleanser, which is this gorgeous formula. It's a water-based formula that has micro bubbles that will then cleanse your skin because it'll get deep into your pores, but it won't overstrip your skin's natural oils. It will leave you baby soft, but hydrated as well. It'll plump your skin. And then I'll use our, you know, toning lotion. I'll use some serums, maybe a vitamin C serum. I like to use tretinoin when I can. Then I'll lock everything in with our, our moisturizer. And then I use a gua sha tool. So sometimes I like to sculpt and then help with the inflammation or the circulation. You can also do it with your your two you know knuckles and just you know 
go upwards. And that really does help with circulation and collagen production. I also like to be bougie sometimes and use a red light, red light therapy. I am really into these Korean devices that are really trending right now. So there are these Metacube devices from Korea that help with treatment of your skin by putting in red light in them. And I'll use that like maybe once or twice a week. Is that like those things that look like a superhero mask? It's like white on the outside, but it's like glows red on the inside and you like put it over your face. And I see that on social media. Is it that thing? Yeah, they have that too. But these are like devices that you actually just put all over your face and it'll stimulate collagen. So after it beeps, it'll like beep and say yes. move. And then it'll just go all around. I'll send you a link. It's It really does work. Honey, she's giving a statistician. Okay, now we're going to wind up this episode with rapid fire. Here we go. Wrapping up, bringing the plane home. What is your budget beauty recommendation? Okay, this is going to sound a little weird and maybe gross, but I buy big tubs of Greek yogurt at Trader Joe's sometimes. And I don't go through all of it because I'm always traveling and I don't like to waste food. So if it's slightly expired, I'll put the Greek yogurt on my face as a nighttime face mask. It's Mm. great for the microbiome because of the probiotics. There's lactic acid, which sloughs away dead skin cells naturally. And Brighten moisturizes helps with inflammation. So budget beauty just in your refrigerator. It's Greek yogurt. And when it just gets a little expired, you just like put it on your face. You makes it. It makes it even better when it's slightly expired because the probiotics are even the bacteria and it'll just regulate your microbiome. Come on. Okay. Splurge recommendation. Favorite expensive queen thing. Metacube. It's expensive AF, but try it out. But also I love fragrances. Right now I'm loving this Korean brand called Aloria. They have a store in Soho and I love their fragrances. Must keep in stock recommendation. Never let it run out. Don't ever let the Cosmic Dew Water Cleanser run out because it was sold out during the Amazon Prime sale. It's sold out all the time. And I understand why. It's just the best cleanser. It's the only cleanser that hydrates your skin instead of stripping it of its natural oils. Put four in the cart, honey. Put four. Never put one, put four in the cart. Buy as much as you can yesterday. Okay. Slaying. Seconds. And then finally, storage. Slaying. A new product that you're obsessed with right now. Well, this isn't new, but it's new to my regimen, the JVN Complete Nourishing Hair Oil Shine Drops, which I do love to use once or twice a week. Oh my God. Seconds, a product that deserves a comeback. Uh, Marc Jacobs Beauty, which I heard is making a comeback, but it was such an iconic brand and so good. I don't know why it left this earth, but it's coming back, I believe. Storage, something that's had its day in the sun. I think anything like carbon gray or black applicators for men's beauty. Also, men's beauty, why are they offering so bad in America? Ah, now, centerfold beauty moments. What's an iconic look that inspires you to this day? There's a singer, a Korean singer from 1999. Her name is Lee Jong-hyun, and her music video is called Wa, which in English is translated to come. And it's so, so iconic. She was kind of like the Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga even arrived. There were futuristic space age glitter makeup. There's Korean Kizang makeup. She uses a microphone on her pinky. And I'm like slayed to this day because of how iconic and futuristic she was. Like she literally had a live microphone on her pinky. She just danced and sing. It was so iconic. Okay, we have to get a picture of her to put in our camera roll. Dump, that's major. I'm obsessed. What's a recent beauty moment that stopped you in your tracks? 
There's this K-pop band called NCTU, and they just came out with a video called Baggy Jeans. And when I tell you the makeup looks were so inspiring, I choked. Like, literally the other day. I was looking at how smoky-eyed these five members were, and I was like, wow, I thought smoky eyes were dead, but now I really want to rock this look every single day. What would be, like, your dream hair look that you've never worn before? Like, inspired wig. Like, inspired look. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I want to live every single day in Mariah Carey's butterfly era. That is just my era. I want a wig. I want a weave. I want something. I just want luscious locks, just wearing a white tank top, and just living my best butterfly life. What's on the horizon for gender-inclusive beauty? Who is changing the game? Okay, so I think with gender-inclusive beauty, it is rapidly changing thanks to TikTok and globalization and Gen Z, and I am inspired. I mean, we see the biggest heartthrobs, even gender-bending. I mean, I'm talking about BTS or Harry Styles. We're looking at Bad Bunny, and I'm like, ooh, these are amazing, amazing leaders in this space, and also Lil Nas X. And so I think when it comes to celebrities who are pushing culture forward, I look to those folks. But I look at TikTok and I see creators like Young Ya, who's making it safe for, you know, a man to be so into skincare. I really love young influencers like Vincent Say, who I recently met, and he is so, so amazing at what he does. And then I love what this uh, Chinese Canadian influencer named Aaron Cho is doing with his goals of redefining masculinity. He's this traditionally handsome model, but using his platform for the greater good. And I just really love my Asian American community right now that's finally getting visibility online. Yes. Who needs to get more on board with gender-inclusive beauty? I think conglomerates. I mean, let's be real. These conglomerates are still owned and run by straight cis white men. There's nothing wrong with straight cis white men, except for the fact that I feel like they are profiting from our collective pain for their gain. They might use certain models to uh, showcase that they are about inclusivity, but when it comes behind the scenes and who's actually making the, the, the profits, who is that? There are folks that don't look like us. And I think that conglomerates need to get on board by hiring more queer people, by hiring folks from our backgrounds, from hiring from diverse backgrounds. And I think conglomerates are trying to get there, but they're doing so in a way that doesn't feel authentic. Last question. What is possible when beauty is truly inclusive? What do you think we could unlock or accomplish as a culture, as a society, when beauty is inclusive? I think even as we've written, as I've written in Pretty Boys, we've seen that beauty and power have always been interlinked. And I think when those who finally get agency, who have never traditionally been given that agency to hold their own power, that's when the world changes. It's going to become a vibrant, beautiful, powerful world when those who have never been considered, like the younger me when I was 15 in Colorado Springs, finally step into their light and have the audacity to make that change. And it's going to be not only a small change, it's going to be a seismic change. We're going to see so many cultural shifts, and I can't wait to see the future. David, 
E, founder of Good Light. Honey, I love you so fucking much. I'm so glad that you came on Pretty Curious. There's no better person in the world who could have been our inaugural guest. David E, founder of Good Light, very good light, author of Pretty Boys. Thank you so much for coming on Pretty Curious. We love you. We adore you. Y'all, follow David. You can find all the links to his socials and to his company's socials on whatever device you're listening to this episode on. David, thank you so much for coming on Pretty Curious. Oh, thank you so much, Jonathan. You've been listening to Pretty Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You can learn more about this week's guest in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. And you can follow us on Instagram at Curious with JBN. Pretty Curious drops every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to tune in next Monday for an episode of Curious Now and every Wednesday for Getting Curious. But you still can't get enough, Queen? I feel you. You can subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening and our subscription-only show, Ask JVN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Our theme music is also composed by Nathaniel McClure. Pretty Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, Chris McClure, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall.